Okay, so are you ready to record, Eddie? No, I, usually I ask you, I start and I ask you, are you ready to record during the call? Yeah, but are, so are you ready? I'm going to let you take this one this time. No, I mean, that was kind of my job was allowing you to, t- to take this one, uh, this one, so I'll allow you to take this one. That's really kind of you to offer, albeit a little inappropriate, but I, I have to insist this time that you are actually going to take this one. Buddy, here. buddy, I couldn't even imagine taking the opportunity for you to start this one. I would never take that from hey you. Hey, guys, welcome back to hey the guys, Gus Hey, guys, welcome back to the Gus and Eddie podcast. So, um, um, it's, it's great a, that you're here and listening It's a day that today. we have. It's 3 p.m. currently as we're recording. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday today. Uh, we, we took a little Memorial Day uh, gap, and sorry for a second late upload, but here we yes. are. We're, we're doing stuff. We're working on stuff, guys. It, it's good to be here. I, I'm feeling personally good today. No tummy today troubles too. in the morning. I'm feeling great. I had some tummy troubles yesterday. It wasn't fun. Get them out of the way in terms of Memorial Day shit, and I'm just feeling healthy for the whole week now. Doesn't it piss you off when you have tummy troubles? And I know we're adults saying tummy troubles, but I'm going to continue <laughs> to say it because it's fun. Um, when you didn't drink or eat anything very bad, and you're like, hey, my body. Yeah. What like, happened here? It's like, I know I do these bad things other times, but if you don't reward me when I behave, how will I ever learn? How you will know? we learn? I'm going to then that day, I'll just down four Coronas and eat like a bunch of Taco Bell and spicy wings. I'm uh, so pissed, dude. I had T-Bell last night and I only ate two beefy five layer burritos with no sour cream and no beans in it and some Cinna twists. I didn't drink a drop of alcohol and I stopped eating before 10 p.m. and I stayed up till two. So I don't, I didn't deserve this guy. You didn't deserve it. Also, I'm just getting paranoid about my camera recording. So I'm gonna, you got to stall for me. I'm just going to double check. Go check it out. Go check it out. Hey, listen, guys, we've said it before. Eddie and I are doing the podcast weekly. Again, we're doing other fun shit too, okay? Please go check us out on Twitch, all right? Eddie Burback, twitch.tv slash Eddie Burback. Gus Johnson, twitch.tv slash Gus Johnson. I finally got Gus Johnson. Hell yeah, look at that. Eddie and I are now both partners. We're going to be doing some stuff together, including those classic PC games are actually coming up because now we can we can do like some squad stream shit. We got we got all sorts of stuff in the in the works, so please go follow us I'm on back. Twitch in the description down below. I just told him about our Twitch stuff coming up. Oh, so. yeah, this will be a day late, but I decided uh, probably, if, if I didn't do it yet, then it's coming up. I'm going to do a live stream uh, where Chrissy cuts my hair live. Um, I think I was telling That's you about it. And so maybe it's going to be a disaster. Who knows? If you're listening to this on Tuesday and I did the schedule, you missed it. But I guess it's probably, uh, there's a VOD of it on Twitch, I guess. Um I think that's what the, the professionals call it. I'm glad I did that because the way the camera was focused, the kind of lines on the background were like really showing and wavy and weird, you know, like when somebody wears a striped shirt. Yeah. And so I fixed it and I'm really glad that I did. Maybe I'm a little blurrier. Who fucking knows? Who cares? Who cares? I got it. So Fuck I'm going to stop now and I'm sure this was, I'm just going to stop now. <laughs> I just leave. <laughs> um, but, uh, we we talked about this before for people that aren't very YouTube savvy. I'm sorry for this section, but I believe it's like the title and thumbnail or, or maybe it's not. Who fucking cares? But there was some YouTube drama recently that there's a the specific reason that me and Gus want to talk about it. Uh, not for the drama reasons of it, but um, Ethan H3H3 Productions. Uh, who we have been on uh, the H3 podcast before. We are very biased. I know Ethan. I like Ethan. Um, and I believe you know and like Ethan as well, Gus. Affirmative. 
I would. I'll also stress. I'm sure there are there are people that have a problem with Ethan for things in the past, and I totally understand. But just personally, I don't. There's been never been anything so damning for me that I've seen that I want to write the man off completely. Like there is about the person he made the video on, Keemstar. Um, if yeah. you're not YouTube savvy, because I know we have podcast listeners that don't listen to YouTube, Keemstar runs a drama channel where he has doxed people. He has accused people wrongly of pedophilia multiple times. He has what are what are other things? Uh, arguably aided to the mental deterioration of of obviously mentally uh, ill individuals by continuing to poke at them and prod at them and then be very hypocritical and two faced when he talks about them and to them. Right, and I want to stress, I'm not saying Ethan's a saint. He wouldn't say the same thing about himself either. But when we're talking about overall, I think, a a big problem in the community, I agree with Ethan of Keem being that way. Um, And I think the uh, the main reason, reason we're bringing it up is I, after that video, and I'm sure you were too, was really hoping for a discussion about, like, what's happening on YouTube with YouTube drama? Are we going to continue to exploit people with mental illnesses? Are we going to continue to rush to judgment and accuse people of things that they maybe didn't do? Um, are people going to be allowed to still accuse people of fraud without any proof? Like, with are we going to need to take legal action? These are like actual, no matter how you feel about the video, good conversations to have about YouTube. Like Absolutely. Very good. And the conversation that came out after it was a bunch of YouTubers. And I'm not, this is not including critical. I'll talk about that in a second. But I saw other YouTubers saying, like, you know, Ethan's a bad guy because he went for sponsorships. And you don't do that to another YouTuber. I'm sure fans listening are like, what, how the, why are YouTubers invincible? What is this weird YouTube yeah. brotherhood? <laughs> you can absolutely, you shouldn't send fans to attack sponsors that's weird you should never send fans to attack anything but questioning the ethics of a company paying money to somebody who's doing something wrong i think that's totally fair game and normal and it's not weird to call out another youtuber for that i fully agree with that and and especially in this specific case like eddie and i talk privately about this but it's so frustrating where it's it's just very very obvious that Keem is is an overall enormous detriment to so many individuals and the site itself and the reputation that it holds and stuff too, where it's like, we have this opportunity to finally be like, can we just, can we just fucking forget about this guy? Like, please, like he causes so much pain. And then just, it's a few people. And again, like, I don't know exactly who said it. I don't know exactly who's, who's, who's whining about the sponsorship mention thing, but it's like, uh, enough people came in and just muddied the waters so suddenly it turns into like hey we we can kind of take down this enormous terrible terrible part of the site but oh no the spot you can't go after sponsors you know yeah, what i mean and also like I, why i understand even there's another part of the discussion i'm sorry again for people that uh are unaware of this type of drama stuff but um i i feel weird even mentioning it there was i, I don't even want to mention name stuff just in case like there's a YouTuber who was very beloved who ended up uh, committing suicide and was also heavily featured and interviewed during his manic episode on Keemstar's uh, show. And I personally, and you guys, and I get it's coming from a good place that I think some of that hate from people toward Ethan, but I think it's maybe misguided of people saying that he used it for a drama video. Ethan was saying that it was a problem. He was trying to highlight that it was a problem. And in no way do I think that was using it as like points for a drama video. It seemed like that was his biggest issue of everything. And he was showing something that was wrong. 
And so I think people are coming from a good place saying, don't use his name for drama. To me, that's not what that seemed like at all. That seemed I like mentioning it like that either. Yeah. And so I'll say, um, I know you got something else to say about it too. Sorry guys. This is just, I, I think we've both had just wanted to talk about this for a bit. I put yeah. out a tweet being disappointed about, I, I said like, why are sponsorships so sacred? You should be able to like talk about them uh, and the ethics of, of a company sponsoring. I said, I would understand if, if you're questioning whether they get AdSense or Patreon money, but sponsorships seem like pretty fair game for questioning the ethics of it. Now, Critical, who we've been on the official podcast, um, he uh, makes commentary videos. I would, and he admitted to it as well. He used my tweet and just kind of misunderstood what I was saying. And I then went off into kind of hypotheticals that weren't my argument at all. And so I tweeted at him and I said, like, I felt like you put words in my mouth. I felt like maybe this this wasn't my point at all, what you were saying. And uh, Charlie said, like, you're right. I misunderstood. I'm sorry. I asked him privately to cut it out of the video. And he did. And I'm glad he did that. Um, so that that is good. I just wanted to mention that for everyone is that that if you saw Critical's video, the way he characterized my argument before it was cut out was not what I was saying at all. And so I just want to say that. Uh, but you had something to say about Keem, right? Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, as we have this larger conversation about like kind of problematic people on the platform and stuff, like I just, I, I personally like have largely kind of avoided like talking about that kind of stuff. And I know that especially you have as well. And it's Mm -hmm. like this, this is just an opportunity where it's like, can we just forget about these kind of people too? And, and like, I, I was even telling Eddie, like I felt kind of bad too. It was probably about a year and a half, two years ago, like Keem messaged me privately. And it's like, I have not ever historically watched like drama alert or anything. Like I was aware of Keemstar. I obviously saw like the iDubs content cop and stuff. And it was just kind of in that little mid period where like, you know, Keem was doing some other stuff like kind of Minecraft Mondays and things. And, 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 and I really agreed with how kind of Keem kind of took to the battlefront to, to stifle that guy. I don't even remember the guy's name. Uh, I, I remember it, but we don't want to say it. Just I don't want to. Oh, that's right. Any. Um, exactly. Also, yeah. it's the same name as one of our friends, and I don't want it to. <laughs> exactly. But I'm sure you guys remembered if you if you do frequent YouTube. Like I don't was that even a year, a year and a half ago at this I point? It was but about a year ago. Yeah. It was that thing that blew up on our videos again, where that that one individual was clearly uh, like he found kind of all these like secret holes i guess in the youtube algorithm that ultimately led people to videos of minors in kind of compromising positions and stuff too with weird timestamps and stuff like it was very obviously like a situation where like individuals were coming in and using it as kind of a jumping platform or or, or kind of a launch pad to get to other like really inappropriate things involving minors and stuff but but the point that we said at the time I think we talked about it on like the Dude Soup podcast actually the week that it came out with yeah. the Funhouse people too. Like it's the way that that whole situation was brought up by that individual it it seemed like this guy was clearly doing it exclusively for self-serving reasons. Well, yeah, and, and he, he didn't he was. Uh, suggest or contact YouTube in ways of them to fix these kind of awful rings of horrible adults, which absolutely need to be flushed out and these people need to be arrested. But um, yes. it was like he had a failed YouTube channel and was on a live stream saying, like, we need... I don't give a fuck if every YouTuber loses their pay. We need to go for every sponsor of YouTube and make them drop YouTube as like their their sponsor platform. And it's like that's yes. not how you fix issues is bankrupting a company and putting thousands of people out of their pay. Like that's not how that works. 
And also, I think, just to to get ahead of any of the kind of devil's advocate or people that might try to say that that's hypocritical to say, well, I thought you said we we could go after sponsors. I think it's a pretty clearly defined different situation when you're talking about one sole individual trying to go after every single sponsor. By the way, these are sponsors that are buying millions of bulk ads and randomly distributing them, you know, which is a separate conversation. Than being responsible for... uh, Paying one person for an advertisement on a yes. video that they can review. Also, again, I mean, he it's a was one-on-one a t- situation yeah. like that. Yeah, and he was sending fans to attack sponsors. And again, that's not what uh, what we're endorsing. I think absolutely. There's an I, I I think this is for YouTube for anything. I think if if something if you believe somebody has done something ethically wrong and you're making a piece about it, it's totally fair to call into question whether, like, let's say. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think. What's a celebrity that is very tied to a brand? Um, <laughs> is it bad that my mind could only think of? Oh, Chris Pratt's really into God. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by God. He's no. really into deep in big God. So I mean, it's even even like uh, I'm trying to think of fucking. Oh, Joe Rogan on it. There's one. Like yeah, let's say Joe Rogan was on it. Like well, actually, I think he owns a bit of it though. But let's just say a random oh, celebrity. He? is a very, like, very, they're almost the mascot of a certain company. Um, And then they do something that you believe is very ethically wrong. It's totally fair to say, like, do you think this company should still still support this person? Like, that's fine. If you're sending fans to say, like, contact the sponsors, tell them to shut it all down, that's weaponizing people, and that's not okay. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I don't know. I'm just disappointed, honestly. I, that, I think the main reason why we want to talk about this, and I'm sorry if this is boring to other people that, that don't know the situation, but overall, for people that are unaware, I think I'm just mainly disappointed because there are real conversations that could have been had about like um, abusing uh, mental health or using people's mental health that are celebrities for entertainment. Um, or even just like doxing and all that, like very real conversations where I know people are like, well, we already know those are bad. Well, then again, the question yeah. is, why do these people have platforms that do this stuff still? And yeah. that's an important question. And I think I think some YouTubers, and I'm not saying critical in this because he had a different point that he addressed in his video, but like people that were like, you can never, ever, ever talk about sponsorships for another YouTuber. That that's insane. That's some weird made up bullshit. And I'm just I don't know. I, I would say I'm just disappointed because there could have been a real discussion and there's like people saying the sponsor stuff and then people being like their their own like I'm smarter than everyone being like, Well, I hate both of those people. So there's no discussion to be had. And it's like Yeah. There's a bit there are bigger Honestly, things at like, play. There are bigger discussions. Exactly. I, w- I just well, I wish something the, intelligent had come out of this rather than this dumb bullshit. I think the analogy that I used to you, and I don't know if it's maybe too grandiose, was it's like, it's as if like Godzilla was destroying a city and then like the army comes in and shoots him and then you go, wait, those bullets weren't biodegradable. You're going right. to litter everywhere. And it's like, guy, let's look at the fucking priorities here. Yeah. Um, and just, just to kick it back even really quick, like, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm kind of jumping all over, but I mean, like I even touched base with Eddie about this before recording, but like the reason I bring up like that last kind of individual guy, like going off and, and having that kind of fuck situation with the sponsors like a year and a half ago is 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 just from a personal standpoint like I want to say like 
Keem had reached out and started messaging me, and maybe on like two or three occasions, I had very short correspondence with him. In the DMs, I praised him for being a vocal leader and trying to shut this guy down, which I do still think like, fuck the guy that was starting to do that. And I do think that that had a positive impact on the community to be like, guys, Mm -hmm. look at this fucking guy. So I just want to say like, even personally, like, I feel embarrassed that I had just forgotten what he was doing. Like, I again, I didn't follow any of his shit, any Akeem stuff. Like, I didn't I, watch it. And it just was like, I just, I, I corresponded with him and I said a nice thing to him. Like, here's that, the you thing, know? though, it's is like, I, I understand shit. in that moment, too, because that's like, uh, no, I don't think for the most part for people, you can just say, like, that person is evil and bad and take away everything. But I think even seeing Keemstar's response is like, there was no responding back and forth. It seemed like Ethan had brought up all of these kind of ethical questions of like wrongdoing and mm-hmm. Keem responded with, let's fight. I'm going to threaten you. Let's do this. If he had responded and said, you're right, let's have it. Let's go in depth of what you're talking about and discuss like who was right and who was wrong here. And like, what is appropriate for covering news for people and what's too far. And do you for drama like TMZ or drama alert, do you have an obligation to inform the people if it's somebody's private life and even if they're, you know, being public about it, making that into entertainment, I don't know. These are questions yeah. that I wish there was a discussion about, but there just wasn't. And I'm just it just sucks because I was like I was so excited to see these things finally maybe talked about more. And then we're talking about sponsorships for some reason. Exactly. Where it's like, guys, are you fucking kidding me? We're blowing the opportunity to really make some legitimate change that will that will directly translate to helping people and stopping people from being harassed and hurt here. Yeah. Like, fucking come on. What an enormous misstep here. Yeah. So I'm just know. disappointed on that front. And and like you said, too, like it almost it, it, it feels very different or, or kind of foreign, I think, to us to even talk about this, let alone privately, let alone on a platform, too. And because I think that we largely try to avoid this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I know used that to even make videos on like Logan Paul and the ethics of that, and I just am not interested in it anymore. But this is this felt like a different discussion. I'm not going to make a video on it, but yeah. I wanted to at least talk about it here with you because you know we're both so interested in it. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, and it's like I really like I wouldn't do it if I didn't legitimately think that. And I know you feel the same way. Like this could really actually like be a good thing to be like, can we not brush over this? Like, can we get really, really harmful people? Like just to shut the fuck up. Like this is a serious issue, you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, I just was like, I said, I guess to close it out, I, I'm just, I was excited, not excited in the way of like giddy about something, but I was glad to see that maybe there could be some helpful discussion about this. And it just seems like the, it just got so steamrolled by dumb YouTube bullshit. And it's like, well, okay, then I guess I got no more thoughts on it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So, I don't know. You want to fucking springboard right away from all that YouTube drama and hit up some preguntas so we can talk to our boys? Let's do it. Here, I got a good old... This is the perfectly tuned... Uh, prescription of a pregunta to hit us with. It's got okay. nostalgia and it's got a little personal preference stuff. Yes, so yes. again, guys, follow us on Twitter at Eddie Burback and at Gus Buckets. I mean, I got at Gus Johnson on Twitch now. Maybe I'll get at Gus Johnson on Twitter. I'm just going to say it, guys. I want that fucking Twitter handle. Gus Johnson, the sportscaster? That's fine. You haven't tweeted since 2012, motherfucker. Let me have your <laughs> Twitter handle. Jesus Christ. But until then, at Gus Buckets on Twitter. Uh, ask us all your preguntas. That's questions for our English-speaking viewers. And at Char Zin 
says, hey, what was your guy's first thing that you'd look for at the Scholastic Book Fair? Huh? Oh, uh, the cheat code books. Instantly dude, those the were the bomb! Books. Yeah, yes, I would, dude. I would look at the computer games, but I, I usually, like, I knew Zoo Tycoon was going to be there, you know? And it uh-huh. was like the cheat code books, I, if, for people that, that don't know, at the Scholastic Book Fair, every year there'd be a new edition, and it would be an entire book of GameCube and PS2 and Game Boy, and I don't know if they had like Dreamcast shit on there, but it was pretty much every system you could think of, and most games alphabetical order, and then it would list every cheat code in that game. So like I remember I got one, and I was like, oh, the, I have the Incredibles game. There's a code that makes their heads giant? That's fucking yeah. awesome. And, and I, I guess you could probably look it up at the time, but I couldn't use the internet. So those cheat code books were fucking awesome. Oh, my God. And I told you before, like, I didn't even have, like, a console in my house till I was in, like, high school, you mm-hmm. know? And But I, as a kid, I was so obsessed with video games, and I, and, and I just – every opportunity that I got to play anything that was remotely related to, like, a traditional release video game, I was excited as hell. Like, the yeah. first game I ever got, like, legitimate game was Lego Star Wars for the PC that I'd mm-hmm. go into town. Like, when I was in middle school and I'd go into town with the CD copy of that, and I'd play it on – on my grandpa's old desk book laptop where the frame rate would just struggle if you weren't in like a tiny room. But I, I remember at the time too, like I could go in and sometimes I'd get to use his internet and stuff. And I'd, I'd go and I'd look up uh, online, like the cheat codes and stuff. And I would, mm-hmm. I had this tiny little notepad and, and I would just flip it through. And I liked organizing the thing so much because I couldn't have like legitimate video games, but I was like, okay, well, if I could play a game, Here's the games I'd want to play, and I'd write down in perfect like ink like all the cheat codes for the games oh, that dude. like I wanted to play just in case, you know. There's and, something about like, the discovery of, of typing in like, the not the cheat codes that would that would skip you across the game, but shit like in GTA where it's like the gravity's gone now. Yeah, I love that shit. Oh my god, those were so fun. Yeah, oh. another. Another little silly thing that I did, and this is just going to sound so funny and, and, and dumb, but uh, I, I again, like, because I just didn't have legitimate games when I was a kid, is I was so obsessed with the idea of having games, and I was so jealous because my friends had games and stuff where it's like, I could kind of play some stuff on, like, a shitty old PC, you know? Like, I knew how to put a disc in and run a game, and that was it. So I would go to thrift stores or, like, from old friends and stuff. Like, I'd go to my buddy Joe's house, and he'd give me any old game. And, at like, any game I could get that looked semi-legitimate, like, I would take it. And I'd always look for, like, the ESRB rating on there. And even if I never was going to give a, play that damn game, I'd be like oh, it's got an ESRB rating on there. Like, I have another video game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I and I put it in this little CD sleeve booklet, and I would always, like, reorganize it from, like, well, this is my favorite game, and I think this is my least favorite game. And even mm-hmm. for some of the games, like, if they were burned CD copies or just, like, so shitty that they didn't have an ESRB rating, I would take a Sharpie and meticulously go oh. in and draw the ESRB rating That's on the so disc. That's so cute, dude. <laughs> I just wanted to have games and fit in, and then I want a PS3 in high school, baby. There you go. And you've been a gamer boy ever since, and now we're Twitch streamers, kind of. Hell yeah. Dude, it's, again, we've said it before, I'm loving it. I'm having the time of my life doing Love Twitch it. shit. Um, so fun. You got another Pregunta? Yes. You know what I actually remembered? One more Scholastic Book Fair thing, though, Hell is yeah. I still have a poster up in my old bedroom. At this point, it's now been four people's bedrooms with all the kids growing up. But I have a poster 
uh, that that I got at the Scholastic Book Fair, and I think I was in second grade when I got it. And and uh, like my my dad, I remember he gave me like five bucks at the time, and he's just like, "Hey, go get anything you want," because I never would go buy stuff at the fair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What do I want?" And I spent like an hour in the library where it was being hosted, and I finally decided on a Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets movie poster. Oh, dude. Um, and and I think that it, like it's just a character poster and it's like there's little screenshots from the movie and I think the phrase in the Harry Potter font on there is like something tells me we're up to no good or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just such a little kid thing, but we still have it fully framed with a glass face oh, in one I of the bedrooms. That, dude, that's I, there's some of that shit. Like I'm pretty sure I, I maybe had gotten like a poster at one point, but especially it's like if I was getting a book, um, then it would be like oh I got like. 50 cents to get a bunch of uh, rubber pencils or like cool erasers or shit. And those are yeah. like, you enter the classroom with a bendy pencil, you're pretty much God. Uh, game nothing can touch over, you. dude. Oh my God. <laughs> Even game the teacher over. just starts bowing down to you. <laughs> <laughs> she drops the chalk and just goes, oh shit, right into the classroom. <laughs> that pencil's supposed to bend. Who is just this guy? Dude, did you ever have the fucking, like, changing color pencils that you could rub your finger against and they'd be, like, heat-based and they'd change colors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woohoo, baby. Um, or, or the kids that would wear mood rings and swear that they were working. Oh, yeah. They they'd were, like, though. Let's be they'd, real. They'd be like, look, I'm sad. It's blue. <laughs> and believe like, me. <laughs> it's like, are you are you sure you're sad? Ah, uh, the evidence is right here, idiot. <laughs> If Sorry, you don't man. believe me, it might get bluer. <laughs> what I also right. say about my when I'm uh, gripping my penis really hard. Oh, oh. So okay, let's move on. We can okay. We can sit in that moment for a second. I can move on. I can move on. All right. So at banjo fan four seventy one. This is a ridiculous one. I don't like this. Yeah, he says uh, my friend bound sprint to the R key because quote R for run. I think this is insane, and he should just use shift, the default sprint. Am I crazy here? Dude, I don't know. I what? love your friend. I love your friend. That's so stupid. I love that. So for I just, people that don't understand, they, they bound for PC games. Instead of shift being the sprint button, they made it R for run, which is incredible. To keep in mind, too, like to use that, you'd probably have to hit... R with your pointer finger, yeah. which takes away the ability to turn or strafe to the right because you oh can't use God. the D key. Why? But I'm just wondering is it's like, yeah, okay, R for run. That makes sense. But dexterity-wise, how are you playing games at all with the R key being run? It's Well, here, here's what I do. Ready? So here are my keys. The yep. down key is M for move, uh, <laughs> L for left, R for right, um, U for up, um, and then once I got my fingers spread out, um, it's S for shoot, page Good. page down for uh, reload because I look down when I reload. Exactly. Uh, yes. Left mouse click for closing out the game. Um, right mouse click that. for booting the game back up, mm-hmm. and then space for um, every other button. That's that's smart. Also, don't forget to use the scroll wheel to to move the camera up and down the X Y axis or whatever. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great. I would, <laughs> I would, you know, it'd be a fun challenge. Just have people send in the the most impossible like 
key mapping setup for like a basic game and then have us try to play it competitively oh, with that yes, whole setup dude. yeah that'd be a lot that. of fun we, Start, yeah we should do, do a, a call shitty of duty snipers mapping. yeah with horrible yeah. key mapping <laughs> is there a way to disable the the mouse so that you have to like move the camera with keyboard functions probably right i don't like I not don't know that's probably so not dumb in that i game. don't know if it's a feature yeah, probably not in game, but I bet if there was like an alternative, like like a a program that you could download where it's like you could change the arrow keys to be like the mouse buttons or something like that. <laughs> mouse to I don't keyboard, know. the program. <laughs> mouse to keyboard to keyboard to mouse to game. That's it. <laughs> anyway, here's one here. At Nilsson AD says, which U.S. president would win in hand to hand combat during their physical prime in their four to eight year run as president? Um, probably uh, good old Teddy, right? It's got to be Teddy. But the I thing is, like, though, like... I feel like Obama it, could really fuck somebody up, and we haven't seen him do it, but he was in great shape during his presidency. Oh, my God. At the very least, stamina-wise, Obama's the guy that's going to the end. Like Lincoln's if, if, big, though. Lincoln's a big boy. He is a big boy. But, like, yes, yeah, so definitely... I think for sure I could confidently say Obama would last the most rounds if there's no knockout. Yeah, because I think especially, like, all he has to do is the first few rounds, you know, just kind of, like, duck and cover a little bit and just wear him out. Because you got to think any other U.S. president's probably not going more than two to three rounds before they're just dog shit tired. And then Obama can come in just round four and just kind of, like, boop, boop, just little bops to the nose till they get knocked out. Yeah, I don't even care, um, um, like, actual physicality for it. If, I mean, or, or, like, size for it. If, if Obama, current Obama and current Trump were in the ring, Trump is dying for oh sure. Because I don't even one. know, can that, can he punch? Can he, like, I don't know if I've seen Trump make a fast movement before. I just don't, I honestly don't He's know old. that he could block a single punch, even well, from a current day Obama, you know? Yeah, I mean, current day, how old is Obama right now? I think he's six. He's not in his 60s yet, is he? I think Probably. He's like, maybe like 58. Obama age. If he's under 60, I still. He's 58, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Trump is what, like 73? He's 73, yeah. Yeah, he's getting fucked up instantly and i think current i think 58 year old trump would also get fucked up by 58 year old obama that's just, i could see it i just i don't see i i've i've seen the only physicality i've ever seen from him is the wwe clip which is the most batshit crazy clip that's aged so weird um yeah that's but the like, strangest fucking thing ever yeah i just i just don't think i think with him working out i think i think uh michelle's diet that he's got uh, that he was on during his entire presidency i think obama <laughs> might fuck everyone up but lincoln probably would have a good chance but i don't know what the 1800s are like i think your life expectancy was like 15 so i don't really know yeah. how you do in a boxing match i have two points to make first point do you think obama like that was you know Michelle's whole meal structure plan, like you said. Do you think that was like his secret training diet? And then Michelle leaked it, and he's like, "Michelle, like that's my <laughs> he, fucking edge." Can you imagine the only reason that him and Michelle were in great shape wasn't for an actual boxing match, but it's because Obama wanted in the future to win the who which president would win in a fight <laughs> argument. Yeah. And so he's like, "I gotta stay in great shape, so when they talk about my presidency, I could beat the fuck out of anybody." <laughs> And my second point here is 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 
all the other presidents, I think, and this is this again, this whole discussion fully apolitical. We are just talking about beating the shit out of each other here. Yeah. But I think all the other presidents are lucky that Mitt Romney did not win in 2012 because I think listen, Dude, this is separate from the other discussion. Mitt Romney, it's so weird. It, okay, no, okay, we gotta fill the viewers in here. I had a discussion. All I said before when we were at playlist in Orlando is I said I think Obama is a sharp ass looking motherfucker. I think he's very handsome, just just beautiful man. But I also thought that Mitt Romney is just slightly more physically attractive than Obama. But you're talking just, about when they both ran, not younger when Mitt they Romney. Ran. Yes, I, when they th- ran. That's where we disagree. I think he just looks so much more youthful than Mitt, and Mitt just looked like an older Mormon. He's a good-looking guy, but the the whole that whole look is not hot. You know what I'm saying? But I, if we're I, talking about who's hotter, Obama was cool and attractive. That's the thing is Obama will always be infinitely more cool factor than Romney could have been. But, but I just just, just hot photos. I've never heard just, that he, he's a very uptight man. Oh man, I just I'm just looking at photos, dude. I just Romney just <laughs> he looks he just looks a little bit hotter than Obama. And Obama's really hot too. Like he's a looker, I'll tell you that. But but Romney's got that Got that thing, you know, man. Like I will say too. <laughs> I don't know too, what that thing is, dude. I don't. <laughs> he just looks like he's like, not an ugly man, but it sounds. Whenever you talk about Mitt, your eyes yeah. light up like a little bit, and <laughs> I'm so confused where that where that is in Mitt Romney's the thing face. Is, I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't vote in that election, and if I could have voted at the time, I undoubtedly would have voted for Obama at the time. But just Mitt is a looker. All I'm saying, it's personal <laughs> preference. I like that kind of look in, in Mitt. Like he's got the smile lines and stuff. You know, he's got great teeth, man. All Obama's I'm got great teeth too. He's got the smile lines as well. Yeah, but Mitt's got that hair that's so slick too. It's such a rich, full head of hair. You know what I mean? It's something that if you were Gus Johnson, you just want to run your fingers through. You know? Yeah. Uh, make sure <laughs> while gonna... he's falling asleep at night, he's in your lap and you're just there for him. That kind of look, you know? That's it. You know, you you know how it goes. I do um, think but... we are also forgetting that there are uh, presidents who like how old was George Washington when he became president? He's a veteran, and so was Teddy Roosevelt. So like, they could probably yeah. fuck up. I. I just don't know because they're so in the past that I, I, I've never seen anything of them, their physicality. They're just in photos and stories. Yeah, that's what I wonder too because like my head and heart goes right away to Teddy Roosevelt in a discussion like this because mm-hmm. he's a stuff of legend. But like you said too, it's like we just – all we hear are the like cream of the crop, best of the best. Like you remember when Teddy Roosevelt fucking choke slammed a moose off the White House front right. lawn? You know, like yeah. it's like it's we're like not – Those have to be bullshit. Yeah, like, and when he came into office, like, here, I can literally Google it right now, right here. Let's see. How old was Teddy Roosevelt when he became president? I'm going to guess, like, like, 55. The only actual example we have for the physicality of Teddy Roosevelt is Robin Williams in Night at the Museum. That's <laughs> true. And the thing is, do I think that Teddy could fuck somebody up? No, but no. Robin made her, him a sweeter man. Yes, I agree with that. It says here that Teddy Roosevelt was 42 years old when he took office. So, I mean... What year was that? That was 18... Oh, fuck me. Age of presidents. I guess I got to do it again. Well, I'll just say 1800s 42 is much different than now 42. 
Yeah, I'd say that that's like a 58. Like he Teddy Roosevelt when he took office is like Obama now. Did you do you have the year? Um, here let me do this. What year did Teddy Roosevelt take office as the president of the United States of America? I figured mm. I should search for that whole phrase. Okay. 1901? I could have sworn it was the 1800s. Okay. Life expectancy in 1901 was... Wait, that is that true? What hold was on. the life expectancy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This It's saying that the life expect, expectancy between men and women... Or no, it's saying for men in 1901 was 47. What? That's horrible. Dude, this guy was a fucking old man then. He was almost dead when he took he, office. Is, is that true? This is from UC 47? Berkeley. Oh my god, yeah. No, yeah. That's because I had watched a video, one of Defunct Land's videos about uh, Walt Disney in the 30s, and he yeah. had said that the life expectancy was 59 at the time, and I was like, for real? Yeah. Still? So, and how, what's up? Still in the 30s? Our life yeah, expectancy it didn't was only reach, 59? It didn't reach 70 until 1979. Oh, Wow. Jesus um, Christ, that's insane. Yeah, so I mean, what I mean, obviously people grew they were elderly as well at the time, people who lived past that, but there's just so many factors killing off people. How was so how old was Teddy Roosevelt? He was 42 when he took office in Okay, so he's not an old man, but also with modern medicine, he's a much older 42 than Obama would be in in his presidency, but I guess Obama took office in his later 40s. Yes. Plus, plus. Okay. Was it was it William McKinley or was it Teddy Roosevelt that got shot on the campaign trail giving a speech too? Wasn't I it don't Teddy? Know. Here, I'm just gonna go, dude. We're learning history. Teddy Roosevelt shot. Okay. Well, can I ask a question before you get this fact? Yes. I know we're talking about presidents, but so not winning the fight. But let's say let's say Bernie Sanders has one chance, right? Yeah. And it's. It's Donald Trump standing, ready to box. He's been training for three months. Bernie hasn't. But it's Bernie sprinting through the train station, Bernie, sprinting directly at Trump. Do you think he knocks him down? See, I don't know, because clearly Bernie has the physical edge on him. But Trump is... This is pre-heart attack. Yes, but Trump is just a big ball of fat, you know? like like he's just so big. Bernie might hit him, and they both just disintegrate <laughs> that's how old both of them are they both just disappear i could see that the urgency of imagine just standing somewhere and bernie sanders is just sprinting at you directly <laughs> looking at you in the eyes do you think if you were fully blindfolded and you had 100 percent effective noise canceling earphones on eddie and I say this because you won't know when and where Bernie Sanders is going to hit you. Do you think if, Ber- <laughs> if Bernie had like a 20-yard head start and you didn't know when it was going to happen and he just hit you randomly, do you think that he could knock you over? Oh, wait. So I, you're telling me I get blindfolded and noise canceled for an extended period of time and the only thing is I can only take this off after Bernie runs into me. Yeah, so you let's say you have a 20-minute window where you are now blindfolded and deafened and you know that 20 yards ahead of you is a rough and ready bernie sanders ready to just so, plow right so through for you 20 minutes i have to stay posted up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at any moment nervous that and freaked out that the contact is going to happen for 20 whole minutes knowing that at any second 
It's just Bernie could just plow Bernie right Sanders into could try and plow into me at full speed. I think from what I saw of him, I think Bernie might die doing it. But I think, yeah. yes, I think anything hitting me, if I have a 20-minute just wait of getting nervous, will probably knock me over. And that train station video of him is like he's moving. So he's I, cooking, I think dude. so. How he's tall is Bernie? Up. Oh, man. I mean, now, I don't know, probably shorter than he was before. He seems really slumped over. Let's um, see. Bernie Sanders. I can just see his height right here. Bernie Sanders. Um, he's six foot tall, dude. He's a big yeah, boy. Bernie's knocking me over. I thought Bernie was shorter. I thought Bernie was like 5'4 or something. Yeah. Well, now he probably is like 5'4. Damn, dude. Trump is 6'3. I don't... Is that real? Or what the fuck? He's huge. That's, that's at least what the Wikipedia says right there. He's a giant boy. Wow. Um, I mean, he just looks big, though. Yeah. What a good, what a good fucking pregunta we got. That was a, f- I love that. <laughs> that is such a bop one. By the way, just to, to answer a question back then, uh, I looked up what the life expectancy in the U.S. was in like 1775, and like just talking about Georgie boy stuff, and uh-huh. it was 35 to 38. So, but then he, not so great. When did he become president, though? Wasn't it 74? No, I'm saying like what age was he when he was. Oh, okay. Okay. How old was George Washington when he became president? Dude, he was 57, dude. He was 57, but I think he could fuck up a good deal of presidents because he was a a revolutionary war veteran. Yeah, plus it's like you can't really like punch his teeth out or anything. So like there's one vulnerable area. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, though. He just looks so fucking old. In all the yeah. photos of him, too, I can't even tell if like he's wearing a powdered wig most of the time or if that's ma- just his honest hair. Can you imagine asking somebody to fight and you have to wait for them to take their powdered wig off before you start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Once I, and just, <laughs> once I get this thing off, you can get fucked up, man. Honestly, like, how do you take anybody seriously in a fight with one of those fucking goofy ass wigs on? I just, I, I understand historically things change, culture shifts, but how was that ever cool or tough to have those dumb wigs on? I don't know how also we got so lucky is that men at one point were like, you know what? We're good with the makeup and the powdered wigs and being all fancy all the time. Let's just societally not put that on us ever (laughs) thank you society thank you society for making things much easier for me and not for others (laughs) (laughs) everybody else i'm joking Uh, guys anyway that was yeah that was a real bop right there i hope you all learned something today uh What, what this podcast here? has been so weird so far in the first 20 minutes versus oh the second half of it. I love it. I love it. Here's a good one, too. At uh, Graciel AD said, are you usually able to control your dreams? No. Uh, I rarely didn't remember dreams up until the last year and a half. I would just like only occasionally wake up and and realize that I had a dream. I get them way more frequently now. I Mm -hmm. am not a lucid dreamer. Dude, I I am so pissed. When I was growing up, like especially, honestly, like kind of going through like that, just the heart of puberty, like middle school into high school and shit, I probably at least once a week was fully, fully lucid dreaming where I was. And it was like almost always it was on the weekend, too, which was perfect, where it's like you get that kind of situation where maybe you wake up naturally at like eight o'clock and you look at the clock and you're like, bitch, it's Friday or Saturday. And then you just kind of slip back into sleep. And it's like those morning sleeps are always the most. I was going to say, 
I've been um, uh, waking up at like eight and then going back to bed for like two hours. And the last two weeks, I have had some of the most vivid dreams in between those times. And a lot of them are kind of stress dreams and it sucks. But like really, really like uh, somebody who didn't experience or obviously I was experiencing dreams, but I wasn't remembering them. It's like weird now. Yeah, absolutely, dude. They'll put you in a funk all day sometimes. They will. The worst, again, are when, like, personal people, like, cross you in some way or, like, really fuck you over. And you're like, I know – the thing is, I know that's always been a joke, especially – I don't know why it's been a sitcom thing for, like, wives to get mad. But you really have to wake up and be like, that person didn't do that. But I have this memory that they did. And I have to spend the rest of the day being like, they didn't do it, though. Yeah. That's not them. (laughs) Dude, I hate it. I – I miss being able to lucid dream regularly, though, dude. dude like, you had it, a superpower is pretty much what you're saying. It was the best fucking shit ever. Like, it was the greatest thing in the world. Because, And I, I legitimately, it got to the point, Eddie, where I had a full system where it's like, I not only know that I am lucid dreaming now, it's I, I recognize that I have done this a bunch before, and I know what to test for. So it's like, especially, I mean, when I'm in middle school and high school and stuff, you know, like... I want to oh, do cool yeah. shit. I want to go maybe have sex in a dream. Maybe I want to jump off a building. Maybe I want to try to like crash a car into something, you know? And yeah. before I do that, I'd say like, I'm like 99% sure I'm dreaming right now. I'm going to do a couple of tests. I would bite my arm. Nope, that didn't hurt at all. I would go look at a clock. And oftentimes if you look at the clocks and stuff in dreams, like they will change. They will not maintain the same thing. I would go try to find a mirror because often I was in an environment that I was familiar with. So I'd be like, well, I'm at school. I'm going to go into the bathroom and look into a mirror or I'm going to go into my house mirror in my bathroom there. And it's like, the the reflections were like kind of fucked up sometimes, you know, you'd mm-hmm. see different things. So like I had this way to be like, oh, I know that I'm actually dreaming right now. And I was just fuck shit up, dude. It was so fun. But I had a lucid dream like a couple of months ago and it was fully that same spirit of when I was younger. And it was one of the coolest experiences I had in the last year. I was just like, it, it, it was, it, it defied time and space like in so my I dream. I have a question then. You're lucid yes. dreaming. Can can you like snap things into existence in a lucid dream then? It was not my experience that I was doing that. I was so always So you would just be aware of what was happening and kind of make regular life decisions and like exist in that space, but you couldn't be like I'm flying now. Yes, and it wasn't like a, a a full lucidity in the sense where it's like I understand all the rules of this universe. Like right. I knew you just enough to say, know like, that you're in a fake world and you can kind of do whatever. Yes, exactly. That's so yes. cool. It's I the fucking people, best. Then I don't. That's where I I didn't know, because I think I didn't remember dreams all the time. I would always I hear my friends telling dreams. I'd be like, that's bullshit. But like especially when I'd read lucid dream things of people being like, I can. I'm God in my dream. I would be like, that sounds a little far where it's like, you can just, maybe some people can, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything. This, this one that I had a few months ago, it was mind blowing. Like I still think about it and I just pray that I'll be able to have something like that again. And it was just like, I remember it too, where I was back in middle school. Like I was in my middle school and the dream started where again, it was like, I was fully in a dream and it was right at the start of the school day. And like, I just suddenly kind of slowly came to the realization. I was like, whoa, 
I'm in a dream right now. Like I'm back in middle school and I immediately understood I am in a dream and this is a nostalgic dream where I have gone back in time to middle school and I was just in class and Dude. I literally lived through an entire school day. Like I, I remember going class to class, seeing teachers interacting with people. I remember how mind-blowingly detailed it was, Eddie, that I was literally like I left the classroom at one point and I walked around the halls because I said... I don't know when I'm going to get the opportunity to be back in this world again. And I was walking down the hallway and I was like, I'm going to go look at the old computer lab. I remember all that stuff. I was seeing yeah. details of stuff. I went, I remember there were posters and flyers on like the, the walls and I walked up to them and it's like physical proximity. Like I was getting close to the paper, remembering I'm dreaming. And I was like, this is unreal. I'm feeling the texture of the paper and I'm seeing the ink print here because it's an inch from my face. Like I was in this world for an entire day and it even ended where like it was the end of the day and we were all walking outside and I looked around. I was seeing my classmates like they looked like like at the time, like there's Damon, there's Austin, like there's these kids. And it's like we were all getting on the buses to go home. And I remember I felt this this feeling in my chest of just warmth and nostalgia and like kind of sadness where it's like, I know like this was just really cool. I'm, I feel very, very fortunate that I had this special opportunity and I'm going to go back now. And I know that the dream is done. And I just slowly, calmly woke up and I had like one of the best days ever. God damn, that's nuts. And even, even in you saying that, you actually reminded me. I forgot and I might have told you this. I, I know I told Tony this. I had just a brief moment of lucidity for the first time. I forgot like six months ago. And you reminded me, especially with your dream, and it was that I had... A kind of stress dream where in my head it was in my middle school, but the setting was the outside of my elementary school. And it was just like, you know, that panic on the first day of school where you're like, I don't know where the fuck my bus is. I can't yeah. find my bus. It was one of those dreams. And then I went back to a teacher and I felt like all the buses were leaving. I couldn't find it. And I was in my underwear. And I remember I had the thought, this is a school underwear dream. This is really, really? cliche. And I remember being like, oh, just wake up, dude. I'm dreaming. And I did that, and I remember waking up and being like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Also, yeah. fuck my brain for being so cliche. Come on, man. That's I'm not even hilarious. in school anymore, and I'm having <laughs> a stress fucking underwear dream? What, what's next? My, my dog's going to eat my homework in my dream? What the hell, dude? <laughs> what the heck, man? Mom didn't buy name brand pizza rolls? What's going on? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I like that. You came up with that too, and you gave yourself like such a shitty stereotypical dream. Yeah. The only l piece of lucidity I've ever had is self-criticizing. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that that gives a little window into my psyche for everyone that watch watches my shit. Absolutely. Um, I I know I told you this before, and I'll I'll make it the shorter version. But uh, not reading into anything, I I had a situation where I had a dream, f actually really largely come true in terms of like what was happening. Um, it was like a few years back and I had this really, really, really in-depth dream where I dreamed that I was just in this kind of like blankish white room and it was the end of the day and there was like sun pouring in through the window and stuff and 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 I was just sitting by this bed and there was somebody in bed and it was my grandma and she was like asleep in bed and she like, and, and I just remember just sitting there and she kind of opened her eyes and like roll and like kind of looked over and then just 
took her hand in mine and like and held my hand and I just was really close to her face and I just remember like feeling like such a sense of warmth and safety and like love and stuff and I remember like all the details of that room and stuff and then I just woke up and I remember at the time like it was such a profound dream in that moment that I called my family like I called my mom and I called Sven because we always share dream stories and stuff with each other and Mm. I told them all the details about that and that's important because like other people can verify that I had that dream and especially Sven I I told him all that and then it was like a, a year later or six months later my grandma like about four or five years ago got into a terrible car accident and literally like medically died and came back to life like she just just and and at this point now like she's doing really really well like she can walk Mm. again and like her mobility's fine and everything but it was like a year after I had that dream and I just remember it was the first time that I was able to finally come home to the hospital that she was in in my hometown and nobody else was at the hospital at the time and I just walked in the room and I sat down by by the bed there and she was like kind of asleep. And 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 suddenly, like when she was sitting there, I was like, wait a minute, this is like super familiar. And it was like that golden sun was coming into the window and that really blank room. And she just just like in the dream, like she she just opened her eyes and like saw me there and like smiled and took my hand. And then just like and I just sat there and I just like, hi, hi. You know, I call her Abby, not grandma. But like I had the whole dream just like played out right there. And I was just like, oh, my God, like this is like exactly the imagery of my dream like a, a mm. year ago. And I told Sven about it and he remembered that. He's like, holy shit. So it's like, I'm glad I told somebody, but that was just a really cool experience, whatever, if it means anything. It was just really cool. Yeah, dude. Anyway, I got one here uh, from at Emily for an hour said, what was the, what was the best pet name you've ever heard? Um, uh, is best is in like funny or Probably I don't know. Funny, yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. I feel like I haven't heard two weird of dog names. Um, I don't know. What about you? There was a kid growing up in my class uh, who had a dog named Craig. <laughs> and it was like, it's just this like black lab <laughs> named Craig. And it was funny. Like I'd, I'd go to his house a couple of times and his dad would always get mad at Craig and he'd just go, Craig! <laughs> like he'd be yelling. <laughs> just the idea of yelling idea. at Craig. I love Craig is such a just like some guy I know name. Yeah. Like, oh, what's his name? Steve. You know, like, I, <laughs> like how do you get mad a, at Steve or Craig or whatever? Dude, I want to name a dog Steve. That's so funny. That is a good name for a dog. It's just like the most regular kind of, that's eh, Steve. <laughs> you know. Hey, what's going on? Steve, yeah, Steve, uh, we sometimes pour some beer into the grass and Steve licks it off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Steve shitting on the rug this morning. <laughs> Um, at Sun O Bryce Live says, "Have you guys ever played slash Would you want to play D and D?" I've always entertained the idea, but I just don't think that D and D is for me. And where it's like I would like the idea of kind of role playing with friends, I but I I think there's an aspect of it just being in your imagination where I would prefer like some kind of thing to go with it. Like I love watching yes. uh, Dan Harmon had a cool series where they played D and D and they animated it. And I was like, I can watch this for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just an aspect to it where I, I'm not against it. If every one of my close friends was like, we're going to do a game, I would do it. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that any of our friends are like really down for that. 
I don't think so either. I've had friends and friend groups in the past that have enjoyed it. I have not played it, and and I think we largely are on the same page, where I say, like, I respect the hell out of it. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Like, it's so cool. But for me and what I want out of a game and an experience, I really think that I would just really dislike it. Because like you said, it's like, when I play a game, I want to know that there is a very clearly defined tangible set of rules where I know what I'm doing and with just so much of this being up in the air it's like I don't want to just kind of make shit up like it's I'm cool living in this world and like I like the whole dungeons and dragons and wizards and castles and shit but it's like what's the point like we're just like making it up here you know well, I also well the thing is I think it all depends on from what I hear is like if you have a really good uh the i for people that don't know, I believe it's it's the DM, it's the dungeon master, and some yeah. people are like amazing at it, where they will create the story pretty much for you and guide you through it. And so that's like your friend makes this great experience for you, and you get to do it. I think my problem is, and I know sometimes people are funny in D anD. D. I worry that I would play with people and I would want to make jokes and do funny things while also taking it seriously, and I would never want to disrespect people that are like, "What is this a fucking joke to you?" It's like no. Yeah. But and the thing is, I know there's a lot of comedy that people do for it, but I know yeah. it just kind of, I think all depends on the group and there's nobody in my circles that's like, we got to play D and D. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't know if it's like, I, I feel like I'm limiting myself and I'm, and I'm missing out on, on experiences that I might enjoy by kind of like writing off certain like games and stuff. But it's just like, I, I'm such, first of all, I'm really competitive when it makes sense. Like if we're casually gaming, like I try not to be the asshole that's just like, yeah, fuck you, suck my dick, you know, but like, I am competitive a lot with game stuff, and at the very least, like, I like knowing the set rules of a game, and I've complained about other games in the past before, like, most recently, I was bitching to you about Words with Friends, how it's like, I can't fucking play that game, because mm-hmm. I just feel like, I... It, there's too many equalizers in it that can allow somebody that's so bad at the game to accidentally win. And if those factors are in there, I feel like I can't enjoy it because I'm like, if there's too much random bullshit, why should I give a fuck about trying to play this game? You know, mm-hmm. like in words with friends, like I, I, the example I've used before is like, I could spell the biggest, best words ever. I could, I could well utilize like all the spaces on the board. It's essentially Scrabble. And then in there, anybody at any time has an unlimited like amount of times that they can randomly spam tiles across the board, and it will tell you if you accidentally make a word, you know? Mm. Where I'm like, why should I give a fuck if if like someone can come in and just spam the Q around until it's like, oh, I didn't know QAF is a word. There's 70 points and I win the game, you know? I get that, but also with D&D, there's no winner, really? You're yeah. like doing it all together. So That's if also why I won't play is because I have to try <laughs> to win, Eddie. But I think the rules being a little looser allow it because it's like you're all – it's the dungeon master. To like, And there's also chance for I think a lot of the rules where it's like the, the person – you can't be like, I, sh- I shoot an arrow to the dragon. And then the person can't be like, you missed. Fuck you. Like you have to roll for it. Uh-huh. And so I think that there is a more defined – rule set than you're thinking of right now yeah but i totally get where it's like tell me how to play this game (laughs) because i need to know exactly how to play this game 
Yeah, and it's like it's fun for me, especially if it's a little bit competitive. It's like it's fun for me to be like, I understand the rules of the world. How can I try to like outsmart somebody else within these rules and confines and stuff? Like for me, a game is more, way more fun if it's like I fully understand the rule set of it. I don't know. Mm. That's just personal preference. That's not me saying some shit's bad. It's just like, oh yeah, I, I, I need you. to know what's going on. You know. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but also, aside from Preguntas, this is a very uh, left field thing, but I'm staring at it right now. Mm-hmm. I um, recently was like, I remember during the summer all the time having Hawaiian punch in a can. And I was like, do they still sell Hawaiian punch in a can? Yeah. They do. And I ordered some, and it got here yesterday. And I cracked that bad boy open when it got cold. I got a, a case of it. And um, just sipping it was just the most nostalgia rush I've ever gotten from a smell or taste in my life. Because every summer vacation is the only time where I would drink Hawaiian punch in a can. So it was like, while sipping it, it was like camping and like summers in the north woods of Wisconsin and just like being, maybe even like getting ready, preparing the camper for going camping. Like we had a pop-up camper. And it's just like, it rushed where I was like, every sip was like nostalgia. It was fucking incredible. Dude, that's the absolute best. Is it? If is you, it did you have it a lot as a kid? I I did have it a lot as a kid. Cause I got. When, I can give you a can if you want. I would fucking love a can, dude. That thank you. That's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, I remember my dad used to be a teacher, and he would teach at the elementary school. And after school, I would just go wait, and like I'd play games in the computer lab, or I'd go play like with dodgeballs and scooters in the gym with a couple other kids whose parents were teachers after school like it was really the best shit ever like school's out you get full run of the school and i could Mm -hmm. go into the teacher's lounge and and up until like i graduated high school because i continued to go back and teach summer school for like elementary school kids in the in the summer all through high school for the dumbos the dumb the dumb kids (laughs) they were like second and third graders. i I just just meant because they were they were young not oh yeah kids in summer school are dumb (laughs) oh yeah they're always dumb when they're that age yeah yeah um, young kids are stupid and and dumb and we hate them at this podcast exactly strictly legally speaking but uh there was a there was a pop machine in the teacher's lounge that as far as i know it hasn't been changed but you could go in there and you and it only took quarters and for two quarters you get two pops like it was broken it said it was 50 per, it was like 50 cents but most of the time it would fuck up and it would give you two sodas for like 50 cents so it's like what a fucking great deal but I would go in there and I would drink Hawaiian punch primarily and with my quarters and shit. But then I remembered like once I got into middle school, they replaced it with Tahitian treat. You ever had that? No. It's what? like it's like knockoff Hawaiian punch. I wonder if they even still make it. It's like it's so blatantly like Hawaiian punch Tahitian treat. Like they're just Do you think ripping off. There's a safe way for me to leave this at your door. And for you to drink it on the podcast in the next couple of minutes. Yes, there is. I will go and grab it. Is it fridge cold? Yeah, it's fridge cold. Oh, baby, please. Um, yes. Okay. Well, I, okay. You want to come down here and grab it? Yeah, I can come down there and grab it. Fuck okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put it outside of the door and then I will stall. So stay here and I'm going to put it outside of the door and then I'll tell you when to come down. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Hold on. And just so people know, uh, the precautions, I will not be touching it with my bare hands. I will just like fucking scoop it out with like tongs or something and leave it there. Hell okay. yeah. 
All right, guys, I am looking here, by the way, if anybody's familiar with Tahitian Treat, it's got primarily, it's, yep, just like I remembered, it's kind of a red, yellow, and green can design. Tony, if I could trouble you to throw a photo of Tahitian Treat Fruit Punch up there, please. Does anybody remember this shit? I I have never, ever heard it referenced anywhere, but I drank it. It tasted really, really good. I think I remember liking it more than Hawaiian Punch. I don't even know if it's still available. As of 2016, it is. Tahitian Treat. God, even the font kind of looks like the Hawaiian Punch stuff. Okay, it's outside the door. Okay, I'm going to come down and grab it and then come back up and sip it, all right? All right, I will also take a pee break, so we'll have Tony cut it out. Okay. Tony, don't cut this out yet. Um, Twitch.tv slash Eddie Burback and yikeshop.com for my merch. I, I like making a meme out of it. You don't have to buy or follow me there. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go uh, piss my brains out. Here, we we're back. We're, we're back. back. <sighs> I pissed. Gus has some Hawaiian punch. Are you ready to crack that boy? Oh, dude, it's frosty, man. I love seeing that old guy on the can. That kid with that shit ass haircut. Yep, dude. Actually, I'm gonna have one with you right now. Hold on. All right, let's do it. Hold on. Hold on. Guys, this is crazy. Eddie's letting me have his little juice. I love how it says excellent source of vitamin C. That's clearly not the case. Let's not fuck around here. Are these... uh, To get shocked really quickly before you taste it? Yes. Look at the calories for the can. Calories? 80? It's uh, somehow Hawaiian Punch is only 80 calories for a can. How are there only 21 grams of sugar too? Like I think Orange Crush is like 40. Dude, I don't know. What did, the fuck did they put in this that's going to... And it the, says the, excellent source of vitamin C and natural and artificial fruit juice. Dude, oh, is this man. healthy? Okay. We ready? We ready yes. to crack? Yes. All right. When I say go, Gus. God, even for the video chat, dude. I didn't... I thought you said go, though, and I cracked it. When I say go means I'm going to say it. Again, not well, when I, if somebody says, when I say one, you don't, that doesn't mean I'm saying one and that means go then. Well, you, I mean, I thought that we already established Jesus. that it, like in previous podcasts that when you said go, so I figured like you knew that I already knew that baseline rule. So you're rule. prepped every moment we're talking for me to say the word go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ready to sip? Yep. I'm ready here. All right. And Go. Dude, nostalgia. Immediate nostalgia for me. Did you die? Gus, did you die? Ah, Badlands Chugs, I drank the whole can. Why? Oh, baby. Badlands Chugs is bad. Why did you do that? That was the greatest thing I ever drank, Eddie. Did you even taste it? (laughs) I tasted it. Pass over my tongue. So we established that you were going to taste it for nostalgia, and you crushed the can? I did. It was so good I couldn't stop. Why did you do that? I had to make up for lost time, Eddie. It's pretty simple. I'm kind of crying right now, though. That's it, boys. We're done for the week. What? You're cutting me 